What's up, everyone? Welcome back for another edition of the Constant Smiles podcast. I'm your host, Rich Constantine, and I'm here with who I like to call now the incredible shrinking man. And I'm talking about weight loss, not get, just getting out of the pool. My name <laughs> Elijah Desmond. Hey, everybody. How, how are you? Rich is Mr. Funnies. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Rich, you always got something to crap me up. <laughs> uh, how, how are you doing? Welcome back, everybody. It's been um, quite a while since we came back on here. We're super excited uh, and honored. Chris, man. You are the man of the hour. You're having this big event coming up. Chris, for those of you who don't know you, they got to get to know you. You have a big event coming up, uh, you know, PodFest, VidFest. What other kind of festivals you have going on in Orlando uh, in March? I, I believe it's the uh, March the 5th through the 7th. I'm honored to uh, be hosting and emceeing uh, the VidFest with you on Thursday and Friday. And then I get to speak uh, at one of the events with Rich. Uh, Constantine. Um, so you're known uh, for having the Messengers podcast documentary, which is amazing. You're also known for being a serial entrepreneur, kind of like me, but you got 10 years, 10 years on. You couldn't tell with my, my hairline, Rich, I'll save it because I know you're going to talk about my hair at some point during this episode. Um, and, and more than anything, uh, being a giving human down to earth person, something I read about you and in your documentary, just sit down and you'll, you know, you'll give your time to anybody. And Big, big shout out for you. You know, the first time that you and I met at NSA, you know, complete strangers. Uh, and you, you gave me the time of day. We sat down and really chopped it up for a couple of hours. And so hats off to you for uh, giving me the time of the day. You know, you're all the all the way up in the podcast world in the world of serial entrepreneurs. And you gave, gave me the time of day. I'll never, never forget that. So much appreciate you and appreciate you coming on uh, to, to Constant Smiles podcast. So thanks a lot, Chris. No, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And you're he, only you the, he only gave you the time of day because you told him you knew me. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Actually, I think that he gave me the time of day because we had something in common, EO. We, you know, we're both in EO. And yeah, okay. Rich, you're the man too. Something, something with it. All right. All right. So listen, start ugly. You just launched a book. Uh, start ugly. Amazing, amazing title. I love that. Uh, tell us just a, a couple seconds about the book before we get to know you through a song. Uh, the book, in a very simple way, I got tired of telling people they got to future-proof their business. I know you guys talk about it a lot, and I figured how could we exemplify it. So we chose a case study about a gentleman that owns a lumber mill who gets replaced by the chainsaw. And we created a fictional account about someone that wasn't paying attention to change that happened well over 100 years ago for people today to strip them of any excuses that they're using to look at innovation and change in a different way. So we sold out our first printing within the first 10 days. We're about to sell out the second printing. It's been self-published. I don't have a, a publishing house. I did it myself, but on Amazon now, we're down to the last couple books. And then what happens is I guess they reload for a third time. But the book's very popular. People use it for retreats. Consultants give it to their clients. So it's been one of those gift kind of books. And it's based off of the Who Moved My Cheese uh, concept, something very simple, something everybody could understand and relate to. And it's a fictional story about fictional characters, but it's a real lesson about innovation and change. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we get to know each other through our music on this podcast. So that's how we like to start it off. So 
I, I'm a big fan of old school music. So my first question to you is what's that one song that really uh, kicks off that nostalgia and takes you back to, to a previous day? Well, I'm a child of the 90s. And whenever I hear the Chicago Bulls right now, the music that they got introduced, it takes me back to my upbringing and the era of Michael Jordan. And it lifts me up almost every time when that, that hits play. That's All right, awesome. well, let's listen to it. That music represents an era of dominance that we've, you know, really never seen before or since. Maybe since now the Patriots in football, but for basketball, we've never seen anything like it in the 90s. I mean, Jordan would just win everything. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and that's your walkout song, right? Yeah, whenever every now and then speaking, that'll be one I use. It really depends if it's a big keynote. That's what I'm using. Right. Big crowd, big crowd. Yeah, it's a big it's for men for a big crowd. I mean, it's like. The bigger crowd, you want that. <laughs> if it's 20 people, it's a little over the top. <laughs> I know. I if it's, know. you know, you're doing a library, which I do a little ones for practice locally yeah. all the time. I love it. But, you know, you get 20 people across 100 <laughs> chairs. I'm not coming out on that. You know? I, tot- I totally agree. You know, sometimes I actually play my openings that were for a big keynote for the little crowds. And then, like, after I play it, like, it shows the crowd and it shows me getting on stage and stuff. And I'm like, listen, everybody, like, that was totally for me. <laughs> that wasn't for you. <laughs> I wouldn't have put myself up. But, uh, yeah, I totally love uh, I love the walk-on. I love that song. Um, my question to you is, at PodFest, at VidFest, are you going to let me introduce you? And can I introduce you to that song? Absolutely. Uh, I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Oh yeah, it's it's on good stuff. Well, cool. And I'm the new school guy, right? And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but I um I just recently got trained to be DJ Smile. So um I I know all the new school new school songs, and um I love music. I need to know right now. You know, it doesn't have to be new school, but what's on repeat on your radio right now? I listen to Colin Hay a lot and uh, he's the, it's a uh, men at work down under. So I like him acoustically. So I'm a big acoustic listener of Colin Hay. All right. Let's listen to that. That's a good song. It, it is a good song. I actually, I listened to that already and I'm like, I don't know if I'm feeling it or not. And I just listened to it right now. And I'm like, dang, I actually really want to be on vacation having a drink, like with some, <laughs> some of those like straw canopies above me. So you took me somewhere right there. What is that? Like when you hear that, where does that take you? Uh, honestly, Colin Hay, just a backstory why that song's so powerful for me. Men at Work sold 50 million albums. Yes. And then the next day, no one knew who he was. So they were like a manufactured band in the studio system era. So he had to ask himself, what, what, what do I do for a living? And he chose to be a musician and started playing gigs with five people at it and built his, his career over again. And the kid from Scrubs, Zach uh, Braff, wound up seeing him at a concert where he had built himself up to a couple hundred people. And they gave him a shot to do some theme music for the show Scrubs. Now he's packing out, um, you know, 1,000, 2,000 theaters. But the tickets are like two, $300 a piece because his fan base – he had to, so I love that, not only for the music, but the story of here's a man at a crossroads that was world famous, men at work, but Colin Hay, no one knew who he was. And he said, at the core, I'm a musician. I don't care if two people show up. And that's what he did. He'd show up at bars and he'd be playing. Imagine you sold 50 million records and now you got to show up and there's two people and they don't even know who you are. 
So it, it represents more than just a song for me. It represents never giving up on your dreams. Wow. That's, that, that's absolutely amazing. And, and, and like I said, I liked it that time <laughs> with that. I'm glad I rebounded and I'm like, I don't like that song. <laughs> I'm glad I rebounded because I actually did like the song. It took me to the beach. Um, so I really liked it. Uh, so cool. Good, good stuff. All right. Now time to get into some good stuff after the music. Thanks for letting us get to know you through music. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, thank you. That's pretty cool. It's uh, something different. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Uh, first question here. You've uh, you've been able to accomplish so much uh, in such a short time. Uh, could you give our listeners, uh, you know, one piece of advice on on how you've been able to build what you've built uh, over the years? Uh, so I'm a I'm a promoter, but really at my core, I'm a community builder and I facilitate communities that allow for people to achieve greatness in their speaking careers and as attendees. So th that's my goal is basically to be uh, Yogi Berra or someone used to say this. I'm basically the bat boy for like the Yankees. Like for instance, um, the way I've been able to achieve that is really get my ego aside and understand that we're all equal as far as human beings and treat everybody uh, equally uh, well. So we always say that our speakers are treated just as well as our attendees. And what I mean by that is most conferences treat their speakers better than their attendees with a lot of extra perks. We treat both sides equally as well because we don't believe there should be a distinction. We believe they're all uh, should be treated exceptionally well. So it's kind of a core philosophy I have about human beings that we're all um, unique in our gifts and whether someone is going through a rough patch or uh, the person that's on the street that's homeless, they're just as uh, valuable to someone else. So that's just kind of Believe it or not, that has really helped me build relationships with all kinds of people. And people always ask me all the all the time, how did you get this accomplished or that accomplished? Well, I have a friend and they opened that door because I helped them when no one, not, not for anything other than wanting to help another human being. So I've done that um, massively. Like I've, I've met over 6,000 people individually one-on-one -on -one in the last 10 years. Uh, I t uh, Elijah said this in the intro. If someone wants to meet with me, like now, from now till podfest you guys are like the last thing i'm doing promotionally it's all hunkering down with the team but after podfest if someone wants to meet with me i will take all meetings uh at all times unless it's like a straight up sales call it's a whole different ball game but uh, I, I i love meeting people and helping them and do you do you find that you implement that same philosophy as you know you as your businesses become larger and you um, you know you're required to manage more people or put people in different responsibilities uh, you know, to accomplish more is, do you try to keep that same philosophy with, with all of, of those that you're, you're yes. With? Yes. Cause the ego will tell me or anyone that I'm too important to take those calls. That's when I fight back and I do take those calls. Uh, now that being said, I have a team that does the work, the majority of the work, right. And we're, we're going to scale out. We've grown so fast. Elijah knows behind the scenes, I'm going to have to scale out my team and allocate more labor for next year because we're probably going to double again as far as attendee size. But as far as someone needing help, my job is always to take those. It's a, put it this way. I look at it as a privilege, not a responsibility. So when you look at that as a privilege and, and Richard, you're a doctor, it's very easy for someone to say, Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm very busy. We put titles on stuff. Uh, honestly, the doctor is just as important as the patient vice versa. I know you guys know this, but yeah. your, your ego, and I'm speaking for myself it's very easy for my ego to say, I'm so busy. You shouldn't take that call. I still take the calls. Yeah. 
That's that's great. That's awesome. So, Chris, what was your biggest challenge in getting to where you are today? Uh, probably profitability in the first three or four years, breaking even. So as a, I was a promoter. When you're building a promotion, no one trusts you in the beginning. And uh, Elijah, this is why you and I bonded. Um, being a promoter is a very difficult living, and there's very few of us that do it full time. So you have to win over everybody's trust and they might tell you they want to buy, but they're not going to buy till they see you in the marketplace for a couple of years. So I had like 36 months that I had to make payroll at the end of every month straight. Uh, I don't know how I did it, but I did it because I didn't give myself any other options. So I'd have to create a new promotion, a new workshop or something to create value and work really hard. But that was probably the hardest. Once I broke like even where money was plus on the plus side, it became a lot easier. Wow. Yep. <laughs> My life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Promoters understand it. Cause uh, if you, yeah, promotion is just a very, I always tell people there's not too many, there's no box that says I'm a promoter full time in the job. I'm still looking for it. You have to actually figure out how to market it or something, but there's very few people at full time. Like uh, people think of Don King. That's probably the only promoter you could think of right now. It's Dana White, right? Um, in the fight business, you think of promoters, but when you think of what you guys do with the crews, or you think there's not too many people that do it full time because most of the times it's an association putting on an event eventually or a nonprofit. Very rarely is it a sole proprietorship because most people don't survive the first three to five years. Right. <laughs> right. So you really have to be committed. Like you really have to love it. There's no. And I think that's why you and I bonded. It wasn't because of EO. That was maybe the door opener. But it's very rare that I meet other promoters, uh, as you know, and it's vice versa for you. You just don't meet us very often. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, you gave me goosebumps. I, I, I honestly thought for for the first three years, I mean, going even really going into the fourth year, but really the first three years, I'm like, man, I am obsessed with this, with with these these events on the cruise ships. Like it becomes a family. Like I'm a community builder, right? I'm obsessed, even though I'm not making money directly from this. I make money from my other companies as a as a um an effect of this but i'm not i'm i'm struggling to, to break even however i'm considering turning this into a nonprofit right because there's there's a ton of perks with the nonprofit that's right i didn't turn it into a nonprofit thank god and you know i've definitely way past the point you know that 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 break even but it was really a struggle to get there and so you literally spelled out my <laughs> Well, and then if you have a spouse, you know, how many spouses are going to listen to like, oh, the third year in a row, we didn't make money. Like there's not that that's a whole different conversation. So it amplifies the intensity of it. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, I am. Um, this is taking a lot of work, but uh, and it, it's a daily practice that I have to remind myself is that we learn so much more through our failures than we do through our successes. And uh, it's it's a tough mindset to break because we always want to, you know, be perfect in everything that we do. Uh, are there any memorable failures that helped you to get to, to where you are? Oh, there's so many. Um, one of the, my favorite ones was one of my first promotions I held at an American Legion. I used to do a TV show uh, in Tampa. And Mr. Diaz was a fan of one of my shows. OK, so he goes, hey, have it at the Legion. I'll give it to you for 300 bucks. I was like a young guy and early thirties. I'd never done an event. I'm like, sure. We'll have it at the Legion hall. It was in June or July. It was probably June. Florida in June is very hot. 
Okay. <laughs> so I tell all these people, hey, I'm launching this event for business people. Make sure to come dressed to impress. Everybody's dressed to the nines. Their condition busted at the American Legion Hall. Okay. So now it's hot. The Legionnaires came in the night before and smoked cigars. So now it stinks. And now I'm trying to sell them into this vision of this amazing community at this crappy American Legion Hall. <laughs> so um, that was my first event, you know. So that, to say I started ugly is an understatement. Luckily for me, they saw me as a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid that didn't know any better. 20 people signed on, and that's all I needed. And then a friend of mine said, why don't you put this in a hotel? And I'm like, I didn't know how much a hotel was, and I didn't know if it would work. Then I priced it out. I could have had a hotel for about the same amount, amount of money, if you know better. So <laughs> that, that was one of my um, big fails early on. And now I, I laugh at it because here we are at the Marriott World. It's like uh, top 10 convention center hotels, like number eight in the country with 335,000 square feet of ballroom space. And I started at American Legion Hall with cigar smoke. So I've come a long way, but I've learned a lot, you know, through the process. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you and me are a lot alike in, in mentorship and we both have an abundance mindset. We do not have a scarcity mindset. And I'm curious, uh, fr from you, you know, somebody who, you know, I can learn a lot from myself. Um, you know, what, what advice would, would you give, uh, from, from to someone that wants to follow a very similar career path? What's the biggest advice is that you could give someone, that somebody wants to follow somebody, like a similar career path than you have? So the, I already gave you the, the, the foundation, which is you got to put your ego aside because as a promoter, there's something, it feeds the ego because now you're being gassed up. You're up on stage. So you got to put that aside and that's very tough to do. The second part of that is you have to listen to your community. So if you're listening to your attendees and what they want, like when we started um, my business group in Tampa, we used to network everybody in, in uh, round tables and they would like mastermind before the speaker. As we listened to feedback uh, and the group grew, they wanted to um, have open networking and then they wanted the speaker. So over the course of 18 months, we transitioned that process and everything kept always evolving. So we never stopped evolving. And it all came from the community. People always ask, like, how are you getting the founder of Hooters? Or how are you getting blah, blah, blah? I was like, someone in the community happened to be neighbors with the founder of Hooters. And their husband was a franchisee of one of his things. So I was listening to the community and saying, hey, send me that email. Let's see what we could connect. We wound up meeting some of the top CEOs in the world, all from our community. If you guys follow Howard Stern, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is his number one rule for Gary Delabate and the crew. They have to take all calls and they have to listen. That's why Howard Stern, when he asks questions and it throws the celebrities off kilter, he already knows the information of their private lives. And then he throws it out like uh, just a joking aside. And you see the celebrity caught, caught off guard a lot. It's because his rules are his community is the number one source of his power. And his team is not allowed to hang up on anyone that calls in. Wow. Now they do have crazies that call like a hundred times a week or whatever. They have a special line for them, but they take, <laughs> they take, they seriously do, but they have a system to take all calls. And that's one of the bases of his power. And if you recall, his most famous guests are the whack pack. They come out of his, uh, basically from his audience. I think it's interesting how, you know, we're, we're in different types of businesses, uh, but there's so many things that parallel one another. And as far as, you know, 
putting the ego aside and um, delivering on your promises and not forgetting to listen to the people that you're serving and realizing that that's what you're doing. You're serving others. And that's how that's how you become you know, successful, because people that's why people want you is you're doing something for them. And uh, it, it's just interesting to hear because sometimes we get such tunnel vision and focused on things that don't really matter when it, really the, the big things are, are all the things that you mentioned. So, um, well, with everything that you have going on, the, the book, uh, you know, almost selling out for the second time, PodFest coming up. What's uh, what's uh, what's next on your on your journey here? Honestly, it's deepening relationships with guys like you, uh, seeing how we could, you know, cross pollinate and help one another, which is already happening. And basically, um, we're doing microcon, so we're growing other people's brands at PodFest. So we're using the power of PodFest to help the community grow up their own brands. So this year, we have the first ever podcast editors conference for editors, audio editors, who are literally referring business to each other. We have the first ever sports podcon for sports content creators. We have a, a military creator con and so on and so forth. All these people were in my community and now I've empowered them to create their own conferences underneath our banner with zero, close to zero cost, all upside for everybody. So now we're allowing the community to uh, harness their voice and grow their group. So that's why we're going to go from about 1800 this year to about 3,500 next year. Not yeah. because I'm such a great promoter because my community now is bringing their tribe to the fold and we're helping them all grow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. That's just that me, you and I get along so good. It, it's the it's, it's we're, we're connectors, Chris. It, it, it's connecting. It's bringing people together. It's the power of abundance. Uh, you know, one of the um, new businesses that I'm about to launch tomorrow. Uh, finally, I'm launching my first product it's called Life, which I I get launches tomorrow. We did this thing one day too early, so I can't say what it is. Actually, I probably could because it's not going to be. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Can I do it, Rich? I'm not, you know, this is, this is just, just wait, 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 tease, 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 promoting tease. Chris would probably agree. I wouldn't launch it wearing that shirt that you got on. There you go. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. And I know you at least got to come prepared and do your hair or something too. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you don't even know what that's about, dude. I love how you guys rip on each other. This is great. <laughs> I know. Listen, you know what? I'm actually, I, have you ever heard of a PRP, Chris? No. Well, they like take the blood from your arm. They shake it up in a tube. They take out the, 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 the white blood. It's the white blood cells, right, Rich? Yeah. And then they like put the stuff back into your head where it, it like regenerates like the, the stem cells and something. He would be able to explain it better than me, but basically. You're going to do that? I already did it. My hair is supposed to look better than Rich's here in a couple of months. So when I come on it's here, working, I can tell I, my camera is not that good, but it looks like it's kind of, kind of like a chia pet, right? <laughs> but when I, when I come on here, here a little bit and look and look like rich, you know, it's working. So. Rich, rich will be following you at uh, VidFest with the spray bottle, making sure that everything stays. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so, <laughs> so where where do you see uh, where do you see yourself in um, where do you see yourself in five in five years, Chris? From now, where do you, where do you see yourself? Right. I, listen, I'm not going to change up what I'm doing. I'm fairly young. I got a good runway. Um, 
I see me, I see myself growing these conferences. VidFest is going to get spun off to its own conference, helping other people get crea creative with their conferences. We're starting a live event profits kind of um, two-day conference to help people with what they're doing. And then just helping uh, networking and meeting a lot of great people and going out to amazing dinners and creating experiences for people. That's kind of what I'm, I'm I put a lot of hard work in the last, you know, 10 something years promoting thousands of events. Now I'm just like, I'm working, but I'm enjoying the moment, if that makes sense. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Um, man, we're, we have so similar paths. Yours is in, in land in the podcast world of mine's and on, on, on cruise ships. And, uh, you know, this next year in 2000 and, uh, 2021, we're actually, we got an opportunity to fill the cruise ship. But the issue is, is we like just signed a contract on the giant cruise ship, Allure of the Seas. Yeah. And it's like 5,500 passengers. And we had an opportunity to get, get a contract with like 2,500 passengers plus our original, say, 1,500 passengers. The issue is we already filled, we already signed a contract for this huge cruise ship. So we basically would have got a different ship had we known. And this is the, this is the logistical part of being a promoter. Like uh, people always ask me, why'd you have it at this hotel? Or why did you not plan? You, like you do well. your best to plan logistics, but you're yeah. planning a year out and yep. there's a lot of guesswork. And there's also protecting the downside, which you learn in the early years after, you know, <laughs> failed attempts of being overly aggressive. So it's, it's part of our business. Yeah. Yep. So you get it. Well, yeah, man, that's, that's good stuff. Cool. So, so now it's uh now it's time for for some fun questions. You ready for these? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so before okay. Elijah closes out, we have to we have to sneak in a couple of dental related questions here. Yes, so. and some and some life family balance and fitness questions. Yeah. You right, Chris? Right, right, Rich? Yeah. I let I let you go with the, with your um the life lifestyle questions if you would like. Yeah. So, um. The busier I get with in all walks of life, um, it, it's important for me over the past few years that I've found that it's easy to to start neglecting taking care of myself because uh, as healthcare providers, a lot of times we we're the last patient that we think about, and so I've tried to develop some habits each day that I do to to keep me centered and keep me focused and in the moment. Um, are there any things that you do to to really you know, stay centered and stay happy with what you're doing and, and focused on the, the blessings that you have rather than always focusing on the destination and, and things that you do to, to remind yourself to enjoy the journey. So, you know, the older I've gotten, I've lost a lot of friends just to age, people dying and all the kind of stuff. So um, my, what I try and do is go for a walk. For me, I like walking and whether it's walking around the block in the morning or sunset's my ideal thing. But with two little girls, we need to get a babysitter. So my wife and I, we live right by the, about 45 minutes from the Gulf beaches, which are some of the most beautiful beaches in Florida. So we'll walk past a grill beach at sunset. That's one of our favorite things. And we'll do it at least once or twice a week. Cool. Very cool. That's, that's, that's awesome. And um, do, you, do you have, uh, how's your balance as far as your life and um, your, your work and your family balance? How's, how's that? By the way, the gentleman coming in now is one of the greatest consultants, a good friend of mine, Fortune 500 consultant, Mark Katz, uh, phenomenal mind. And he and I are sharing this office. So he he's obviously preparing for something for work life balance. Um, right now, it's a little off balance because I'm preparing for the event that I have coming up. 
but overall it's pretty good like i weekends i don't work on the weekends so i might work on the phone a little bit but we have an agreement in the family it's family time saturday sunday and then i do my best to make it home by 5 30 or 6 today would be a late night but uh to see my girls and then in the morning drive my little one to to, to daycare that's awesome that's awesome is it taking practice to be able to shut it off when you know you're not supposed to be working, shut it off in your head. Yeah, Rich, for someone, I'm sure you guys know, I can't shut it off. So it's very difficult. So I have to put the phone in another room or like Elijah was texting me. I was Luckily, I was at my parents' house. So I was able to get away, text him back something he needed on the weekend. But for me, people always like, you're always working. I was like, I don't see what I do as work. Like I intentionally created this life. So yeah. like, I love what I do. Like I think about it. I dream about it. I'm obsessive about it. So it could be annoying to people that are not. Um, so it is difficult to shut it off. Mm-hmm. I would say I never really shut it off, but I am present to the other beautiful things in my life, but I'm a driven person. So I like what I do. That's a great way of putting it. Absolutely. And so, you know, we're, we're both uh, dental professionals, so we got to hit you with the dental question. I'm going to hit oh, you. With, absolutely. Go for it. I'm going to hit you with mine first. So listen, you're traveling across the country. You travel all the time and you can bring one thing with you, a toothbrush, toothpaste, floss or mouth rinse. What do you bring? Oh, that's a great question. Probably, um, what do you call it? The tooth floss. Floss. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> Good man. That would drive me nuts. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, um, Rick. Yeah, sir. So building a, a practice and, and trying to expand that, we we have sometimes you gotta slow up to or slow down to speed up. And it it all goes back to the core values and realizing, you know. What are you doing to serve your patients the best? Sometimes you get so busy, you lose sight of that. When you walk into a, a, your dentist office for your dental appointments, being in the profession that you are and, and doing the things that you've mentioned that made you so successful, do you notice those things around you and, and that patient experience? Those oh, I notice everything. Yeah. I notice everything. And whoever you have at the front desk, better be warm and smiling or loving towards a dentist. And I look for that almost immediately. Oh my gosh. Great Great question, Rich. I wanted to address this in front of a ton of people. Can I tell you something? Chris, how do you feel when you walk in a place of business at at the front desk and there's somebody there or two or three and you stand there and you stand there and you stand there? I can't, it, it's death. It, it tells you a lot about uh, everything. It just, it really infuriates you. Oh, like, what do you, I mean, you, you want to be like, hello? Like, do you not, do you not see me? Like, it's like immediate. They could like have the rest best of the appointment, but they jacked it up. Like, can you not say hi? Can I mean, the, the, the warm, now if you go down South, go down to, 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 to Louisiana. And you're going, you're going to, as soon as you walk in the door, ding, ding, ding. Hey, baby. Hey, sweet baby. Like immediately. You, walk- yeah, you, you definitely, if you have someone that is a Southwest does this, they oh. test people and someone naturally friendly should definitely be at the front. 
uh, handling the patients because that's the first impression you get of an office. I know that's something that we've strongly considered is having a patient concierge whose only responsibility is to greet and sit with the patient and when they're in the waiting room, make them feel at home. So I think uh, it's kind of like those stores when you go in and they ask you if you'd like a glass of champagne or something like that. I mean, not that I go into too many of those stores, but it happened once or twice. And I was like, wow, that's really special. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. That's really good. Thanks so much for being on this podcast with us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And we always listen. This is how we we always end end our video podcast. And for those that, that are listening, just know you're you're missing out on some amazing video footage. Okay, so check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're having a lot of fun on here, and music videos are getting played too. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to so subscribe on the YouTube channel, but we, we get, we always, uh, let, let our guests challenge two people that he knows in the, the YouTube world slash podcast world to, I, I call them two superstars to come on to the constant smiles, growing podcast, video podcast that you think would be a good fit it has some good music taste, just like you, to come and join us. Who would those two people? You're going to call them out right now. We're going to. Uh, I'm calling. I'm calling out Gabriel Aloisi of Let's Play Through, who's a podcaster and a YouTuber, and my buddy Alex Wadsworth of the Wads. Uh, calling them out right now. They're two amazing uh, content creators that I'm calling out to be on the show. All right, sounds good. Call outs on. We'll be hitting them up. Make sure you let them know we you gave them a public call out. <laughs> all right buddy thank we'll you, you so much yep. thank you rich thank you elijah thank you. i'll see you guys in a couple of weeks thank you we'll see thank you at podfest take care bye, -bye. bye.